Hey, my friends, it's Nate Short, and welcome to a special episode of Run Your Business Like a Business, a podcast where we explore better ways of how to run your real estate business more like a real business and at the same time create better life balance. Hey, I'm your host, Nate Short, and I'm honored to be your high performance coach today with this episode. And I've spent the last 20 years working as a high-performing realtor while at the same time coaching, training, managing, writing, and studying human psychology and sales at literally the top levels in the real estate brokerage industry. And I created riblab.com, which is an acronym for Run Your Business Like a Business, to really explore the topics of sales systems, accountability, motivation, focus, productivity, confidence, and more. And my goal, inspired by my own personal journey, is to help real estate agents create dynamic, fun, profitable real estate businesses while at the same time having amazing life balance, energy, and passion for living your best life. And so if that's what you're looking for, that is what we're doing today. And just as a reminder, if you want to go to another level of development, both personally and professionally, be sure to check out my coaching programs at riblab.com, where we believe that coaching is a key part of every agent's life when it comes to getting more sales, being more profitable, having more fun, and most importantly, while having life outside real estate as well. Because it's time to level up, my friend. It's time to take your year back. It's time to find that focus and that confidence and that vibrancy and that vibe again. And I'd love to be your coach into fuller levels of high performance. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, welcome to this episode of Run Your Business Like a Business. Super happy that you're here. Can't wait to do this episode. I don't actually have a guest. It's just me talking for this episode, and I thought I'd spend the next 10, 15, 20 minutes. I'm not sure actually how long I'm going to ramble because I have not scripted this out. But in today's episode, what we're going to be talking about is how friction in our life, in our routines, in our calendar really create obstacles for us to move our lives and our businesses forward, particularly in real estate where we're so busy. And I thought what I would do is, first of all, talk a little bit about this book called Atomic Habits, which I read, gosh, it's been about a year, maybe a year and a half or so, written by James Clear. And if you want to get it, it's, of course, on um, on Audible. It's on, you know, you can buy it in the bookstores or on Amazon or whatever. But it, it was a, a very impressionable book with me as a coach, as a realtor, and something that I thought would be a good little discussion to talk about because um, especially now where it's the end of the year, we're looking at our goals, we're looking at our business plans, we're looking at uh, how we can maybe make some changes as we head into 2021 that can really serve us. We can also look at those things that we're doing that really are not serving us. And so I thought uh, I would just put down a few notes that I got, things that I got out of the book and how they relate to real estate. And so to me, if I were to just summarize the book in three sentences, the first thing would be that atomic habit or a atomic habit, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's, a, it's really a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but it is also the source of incredible power. It's a component of the system of the compound growth. And if you've ever read The Compound Effect by um, Darren Hardy, you know, that is a really, really good book if you haven't read it. 
but it talks about how the things that we do in life and these small little routines that we do every day really add up and show up in our life uh, and in our business. And so um, that's the first thing that I would say about Atomic Habits. It's really recognizing what those regular practices and routines are that are the small things and the, the easy to do things. But, the, you know, are they really serving us? Are they positive? Are they negative? Are they really helping us build our business, create more time in our calendars, give us better life balance? Those kinds of things. The second sentence I would say to summarize Atomic Habits would be that bad habits also, you know, they repeat themselves again and again, not because we don't want to change, but because we have the wrong systems for change. We have the wrong you know, basically like environment. We and, and so when we look at those kinds of things, like why do we have bad habits and what's the underlying reasons? And now you are, you're in a position to, to change those. The third sentence that I would say summarizes the Atomic Habits book is that changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them not for days or for months, but actually for years. It's an ongoing process that as you put these small and seemingly unimportant changes into your life, as long as you're confident that they're going to serve you in the future, um, and at first you don't see them. You may not see the effects for three, uh, 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. And I can tell you as a high-performance coach, which for those of you who are not familiar with high-performance coaching, um, it's with Brendan Burchard. Brendan Burchard is one of the top life coaches in the world. He coaches people like Oprah Winfrey. He coaches people like Usher, and he's coached Fortune 50 CEOs and even presidents and the Dalai Lama, if you can believe that. Um, and if you haven't heard of him, go ahead and look him up on YouTube. But he's one of the biggest influencers of our time, and I'm one of his coaches. We have about 800 in the world that coach under his platform, and uh, they've done so many like studies on high-performing people and what pe makes people successful. And, and there was a university study that was done with the High Performance Institute. Over 170,000 people were analyzed, and they really were able to identify six key pillars or six key areas where um, people could focus and improve and, and, and see real results. And if you're wondering, you can, of course, buy the book, High Performance Habits. You can also, I'll just tell you right now, but the habits are, or the pillars are clarity, energy, productivity, necessity, influence, and courage. And so in our coaching programs, we're coaching around these six pillars and we have a very specific curriculum, questions basically that we ask and help you uncover the answers for you. I think that's one of the big misnomers about coaching is you know, people think, oh, well, I'm gonna get coached and somebody's gonna tell me what to do. And it's actually really not like that. It's really asking the right questions. It's really about listening to the person and then you know, either challenging them, pushing them, maybe helping them uncover things that they themselves cannot see. And so in the coaching part of things, you know, when I say this, this third sentence, the changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. 
you know, we're identifying, okay, what are some of those bad habits? What are some of the good ones? What do we need to do to build on? And how can we, how can we put those in place? But not just for the next 30 days or the next three months. It's really how do we do that for the long term so that you can see the results. And, I, and the results really come, it's kind of like a hockey stick fashion. I mean, at first, they're small, maybe even negligible, that you can even see the results in your life show up. But over time, they start to show up in big, in big ways. And so I guess you can, you know, think of it like a, like, a, you know, like a high performance athlete or, or, a, you know, somebody who's, who's performing at a really high level. You don't see all of the hard work that they put in early on for years and years and years and years. You only see that triumphant moment when they win the Super Bowl or they win the gold medal or, you know, for a lot of the agents, um, you know, that, that are selling at really, really high levels, what it took to actually get them there. And so, um, so in the coaching part, that's what we're doing is we're recognizing that, you know, putting these systems and these, uh, these routines in place, it's not really an end result. It's not like you finally achieve and get there and, and you've arrived. It's an ongoing process. So I came up with five ideas around the book, and I'm just going to share them with you. I hope you find this interesting. I mean, gosh, you may be on a walk right now or just listening to me in the car, but um, you know, hopefully you can find some, some ways that it, that it pertains to you and your business, your real estate business, um, and your life. Uh, but the five big ideas are the following. First thing is that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. And so one of the things that I would ask yourself is how much time are you really putting into improving yourself? You know, if you're listening to podcasts, you probably um, are doing quite a bit of self-improvement, or at least this is a great avenue to, to become aware of how you can improve. A lot of people will just listen to podcasts for entertainment purposes, which is totally fine. But, um, you know, really your ability to, to, to continue to invest in yourself, you know, the right habits are going to have a compound effect to that. The second, uh, the second thing is if you want better results, both in life and in business, forget about setting goals. I mean, I think that's one of the big things that the mistakes that I've made in the past in my own life is that I said, oh, well, you know, I want to sell $200,000 worth of or, you know, make $200,000 of income or 500000 or a million or whatever, whatever it's been in the past rather than focusing on the systems. Because a lot of people will talk about, you know, those SMART goals. They have to be specific and they have to be measurable and attainable and, you know, all of those things. Well, the problem with that is they're not very motivating they don't hit the underlying reasons of why you want to achieve those and for whom you want to achieve those goals for. And that's a huge thing. And so that's why a lot of people don't hit their goals, in my opinion. Um, but let's start, it's just a thought, focusing on our systems. Like what's, what systems can we put in place that are really going to help us achieve a goal or achieve where we want to go? The third thing that I want to talk about uh, along this book was that the most effective way to change your habits is to focus not on what you want to achieve, 
but on who you wish to become. And this is something that I had no, before I got into being a high performance coach, which is a, is a really strenuous, it's, it's, a, it's a long process. And just like real estate, you know, it's one thing to get your license. It's another thing to actually have sold 400 houses. <laughs> you know, you learn a lot of things that just, it just doesn't come easy. And in coaching, it's the same way. You know, sometimes we're coaching people that are really having a difficult time. Sometimes we're coaching people that are inc achieving incredible results. And we're here to ask the questions and to help them create a plan so that they can kind of deconstruct or, uh, you know, re reconstruct how they're going to get to where they want to go and then actually get that into their calendars and into their systems and their routines. Um, so, uh, so anyway, folk, by focusing on who you wish to become, that changes everything. Uh, we call it the primary aspiration theory. And so what, what that basically is, is that humans have five basic needs beyond the first is being able to feed themselves and have safety. So the second thing, so sustenance and safety, we really have an innate or, you know, inborn kind of need to, to understand who it is that we are and who we wish to become as we go through life. And then also how we want to show up in the world, how we want to interact with other people. And then the third thing in the primary aspiration is how we want to impact the world, how we want to put our stamp on the world with the time that we have. And those are basically the, the, the needs of humans. Uh, and so that, I really love that thought, though, of you know, don't focus on what you want to achieve, but focus on, focus on who you wish to become. The fourth uh, idea around atomic habits that I got out of that book was the four laws of behavior change and really understanding what those are. And they're really a simple set of rules that we can use to build better habits. And the first thing is you want to really make it obvious. So for example, uh, you know, one of the pillars that we, that we talk about a lot about is energy because energy is everything really, you know, the better energy that we have, we bring to our meetings. It has positive results with our business It have, positive results when we can bring better energy to interactions with our spouses and our significant others and the people around us, our kids, all of those different things. Um, and to get better energy, maybe we need to eat better because, you know, obviously nutrition is a huge part of that. It's an obvious thing. So when we look at the four laws of behavior change, the first is it's got to be obvious. The second thing in behavior change is that it needs to be, we need to make it attractive so kind of going back to that nutrition example again, um, a lot of people just don't want to eat healthy because they don't think it tastes very good. They'd rather eat, you know, the, the Doritos or the Oreos or, you know, the, the pop, the soda, because um, it, it, you know, it tastes better. Uh, and especially the, the, the problem with those types of food is that the more you eat, the more you have those cravings and you want to eat more of them. And the better foods and the better drinks for you, they become less attractive. So, um, you know, that, that makes it very difficult to overcome those, those challenges, but we want to make it attractive. So if we wanted to eat better, we knew the end goal is to be, have better energy. The reason why is we want to, we want to be more present. We want to be more uh, vibrant for our kids, our family. Then how do we make eating healthier attractive? 
The third thing in law of behavior change is how do we make it easy? So let's just say that we want to eat more greens, we want to eat more, um, you know, produce, vegetables, and fruit, and those kinds of things. And we know that we need to incorporate a lot more of that into our diet to have more energy. But there's friction with that, right? Because, you know, it's just easier to grab a, a box of Cheez-Its and start eating Cheez-Its. And, and by the way, I am guilty of this. So if my wife was listening to this podcast, she'd say, well, Nate, you know, you do have some times when you do that. And that's definitely true. But on the flip side of that, I do try to make it easier to eat healthier by doing things like with salad, I'll, I'll pre-chop it and I'll put it into, you know, containers that are all ready to go. So when I want to eat and I'm coming home for lunch and it's, it's a busy day, I can just grab those healthy things and put the, put it all together. Um, and that's something that's really helped. So when we look at the routines and the, um, the, 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 the habits that we have in place, you know, how easy are we able to make whatever it is we want to achieve, uh, incorporating it into our life. The fourth thing in the four laws of behavior change is how do we make it more satisfying? And again, this is one of those things, it's like negativity kind of breeds more negativity. And as you, but on the flip side, positivity will build on itself as well. And so when you're putting better nutrition in you and you have start to have more energy you're starting to get those wins and you're making it easier to um you know to 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 put those better foods into you it becomes i think most people who who have done this would say gosh you know i really had less cravings for less healthy foods i really started to enjoy water more than the 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 coke that i was having every day and so as you make it more satisfying now you're starting to put real, uh, you know, real habits that are going to serve you and have a compound effect on your life in place. And so I thought that was a really big idea that got out of that atomic habits. And then the fifth thing is the environment, uh, is that the environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. So one of the real challenges with eating, I'm just going back to that example, is it's not just us typically eating in a household. There's you know, your spouse or your significant other, there's also kids and they're eating their things and you're eating yours. And so um, it makes it more challenging to have a proper environment. If everybody is kind of eating the same thing and is on the same page from a nutrition standpoint, then it's going to be a lot easier to eat healthier. And so the question is, how can we put ourselves in better environments? And I'm just bringing up the, the nutrition example because this is probably something that most of us could identify with, but it's in anything that we're doing. So let's take it, let's kind of go to the real estate side of things and say, okay, I know I need to make more phone calls, especially with what's happened with COVID. You know, we've got to reach out to our database more. And I know that that's, you know, it's obvious that I need to do that. How can I make making phone calls more attractive? And I'm just pausing because, you know, I really want you to think about, okay, how can I make it more attractive to be making phone calls? What are some of the challenges that I have when I do make phone calls? Because a lot of us will start to make phone calls. We'll, we'll go to a seminar and we'll get all pumped up. And we're like, yeah, I'm going to make the phone calls. And then we'll start making the phone calls and they get a little awkward. And then you might get somebody who is a little less responsive or people that don't pick up the phone. And 
you get down on yourself a little bit or you, you feel like you start to make assumptions in your own mind about why they're not answering or responding to you the way that you want them to. And now you're, you're, you're going backwards and pretty soon, you know, another few days go down the road and you're not making your phone calls like you should. And so how do you make it attractive? Also, how do you make it easy? So, um, you know, a lot of times people are searching for their phone numbers if they don't have their database really organized, if they don't know who they're going to call. And of course, we have some great new technology, especially with AI. If you haven't listened to my Field Notes uh, podcast, which is a couple episodes before this, you know, go ahead and take a look, a look at that. But there's a lot of different tools out there that can make it easy for you to um, prioritize who it is that you need to call and then have those phone numbers readily available. And, and I love the ability to do like FaceTime or, or Zoom or those kinds of things, which are super easy to do. Um, but I always look at whenever I'm trying to put a new habit or a new routine in place, what are the, what's the friction that's keeping me from doing that? So making it easy is the, is the third thing. And then the fourth thing of course, is making it satisfying. Like I talked about in the nutrition example. So as you begin to do more deals, as you get more, uh, you know, discussion around real estate, um, really, you know, celebrating those relationships and celebrating the fact that you're helping people and celebrating the fact that, you know, you're going to make some money from it as well, uh, which is, which is a great thing too. So, um, so anyway, I always think make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and then make it satisfying the four laws of behavior change. And of course, these are things that we all talk about in our coaching. Um, and, and then the last thing, you know, that environment is the invisible hand that makes or shapes uh, human behavior. And so what can you do in the phone call example to put yourself in the right environment to be making those phone calls? You're block timing time to call. You're putting yourself in a really positive, great environment. Maybe you do it with somebody else that you know. You make phone calls together and then you have a beer afterwards or a glass of wine or something. Uh, you, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to, to achieve what you want to achieve. But this is a great book, Atomic Habits, and I highly encourage you to go and read it, um, download it, listen to it while you're driving around. And hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast around friction and around the Atomic Habits. So thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.